I'm not listening to what they're saying word-wise. I'm listening to the energy, the emotion, the fear, and I'm trying to understand their brain, what's going on, so I can help really head this off before it becomes an issue. Hey, this is Blake Sloan. I've been selling real estate over 14 years. Our team of highly trained professionals, along with our unmatched marketing, has sold thousands of homes here in the Myrtle Beach area, and this is how we do it. Uh, what do you think the silent killer is of everybody's business? Blow up rate. Thought about this two weeks ago. When I was out of town, we're going to talk about holding deals together. Why do you think that matters? This is one of the biggest killers of commission. This is very true. One of the first ahas uh, Alex and I had was with two years ago. Was he had like sixty, seventy thousand dollars in that commission to him? Ninety-two thousand blew up in one year. Right? Ninety-two thousand dollars that went under contract now. If you see some person that has a blow up rate three, four, five times higher than the normal, what do you think it is? Yeah. It's them. Always, myself included, right? You just learn there's a lot of pieces to this. And here's the thing, the better you get at understanding people, the better you get at understanding psychology, the lower your blow up rate's gonna be. Why? It's emotional purchase. Buying a house is very emotional. And it's very emotional along with a long sales cycle. So when I have a long sales cycle, I have more opportunities for buyer's remorse, more opportunities to get triggered, more opportunities to, to really back out and just get scared overall in general. If I go to Best Buy, buy a TV, I get the TV, I go home, open it, I'm good. Right? You've got to understand there's a lot of pieces to this. And so it comes down to the better the salespeople are, the better you got to be at holding deals together. There is a strategy to do this on the, both the buyer side and the listing side, they're a little bit different, but it's all the same, why? We're dealing with people. Yeah. It's all psychology, okay? And so you've gotta get very, very good understanding this and really deconstructing your own way you operate to go through and say, where am I missing these pieces at? How can I help really fight this ahead of time? The easiest way to get deals from blowing up is to do what? Pre-frame, Pre you got to get ahead of it, okay? The way to understand this, once you guys look at, is the key most important part, the number one most important part in this is expectations. Two pieces that really, what do you think they are? I must set expectations. And number two, I must what? Manage expectations. Very important. This is so important. This is the key most important part of any relationship in real estate, specifically closings, but also clients who are upset. Any client that's upset in a listing, any client that's upset as a buyer, guess what usually is off? The expectation and the reality are two different things. The better you get at managing expectations, the much easier real estate will be for you, and the much easier dominoes will always fall for you. Okay? So we've got to talk, we talked about a lot. What's the first most important part of the expectations piece? The pre-frame, what's a pre-frame mean? So pre-frame is me setting the stage. I'm setting the stage proactively. I'm gonna call it here for this scenario, the roadmap. Let's think through the process. What's the most important thing that I need to manage? The emotions. So I must pre-frame first on the emotions. So what's that mean? This is still part of pre-frame we were talking about. I think you should address the emotions. Yes. 
I gotta tell them what I'm gonna tell. I gotta tell them what I gotta tell them. So I'm gonna tell them what's gonna happen in their mind. Why is that? Because I understand they're what? They're people, like you mentioned earlier, and they have emotions. So I gotta manage those emotions proactively. Mr. Ms. Byer, hey, look, going to contract. Guess what's gonna happen to you guys now? You're gonna get a little buyer's remorse. You're gonna get scared. Why is that? You're making a large purchase. But I just wanna let you know. You're doing the right thing. We both know you're doing the right thing. You're very excited. You made a fantastic decision here to buy or sell or accept this offer or write this offer, whatever it is. And just so you know, this happens all the time. There's going to be a, a different process of emotions you're going to run through, but just know we made the best decision here. Right? I've got to pre-frame them that you're going to talk to people. They're going to try to neg you out. You're going to talk to your relatives. They're going to neg you out. But just so you know, you made the right decision. Right? I'm going to pre-frame them on the first piece, the emotion, also the technical pieces through that, the, next, the rest of the process. You guys with me on that? Second piece here, it's important for us to talk about and forecast. Forecast. What do you think that means there? I've got to tell the event before it happens. Why? I minimize the effect of the event when it happens, if I've already talked about it and if I've already prepared them for the event. And it gives you more credibility too, they take you more. Yes, it lessens the blow. And I want you guys to take this forecast. What do you guys think about forecasts? What do you think of when you hear forecasts? Weather. Weatherman. How, how, how accurate is the weatherman usually? Zero. Not much, right? They're the only people that can be inaccurate most of the time and still get paid for it. So you're going to tell them, hey, look, here's the deal. Right? I'm not really a weatherman, but my job really lets you know what happens next. And I'm going to prepare them for two things. I'm prepare them for the bumps and the roadblocks. So pre-frame them above that. Mr. Ms. Byer made the right decision. You know, there's going to be some emotion involved. You're going to talk to people. You can get scared. Don't worry. You made the right decision here. But let's talk about what's going to happen going forward. We're going to probably have some bumps and roadblocks along the way. The good thing is, no big deal. Usually the biggest bumps and roadblocks come in blank. I'm pre-framing them with a forecast of where the bumps and roadblocks are going to be. So, talked about home inspection, lending stuff, whatever it is. Buying, hey, whatever you do, don't buy anything. On credit, don't open a credit card, don't buy a car, don't buy anything. You have to pre-frame them and watch it affects your score. Make sure your credit cards stay paid down. Make sure you keep all this stuff because you gotta get through this piece here of what can happen. Third piece, right now, this is important right now. I'm seeing this happen a lot. This is what's bringing a lot of blow-ups. I wanna have another conversation with them about the reality of the market. What do you think that means? As soon as they, they sign with us, I want you to have this titled conversation, both on the seller side and on the, 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 the buyer side. You're going to say, hey, Mr. Ms. Buyer, let's talk about the reality of the market. The reality of the market is prices are up 20 plus percent. Inventories near an all-time low. Interest rates are going up currently at a rapid pace. And so the good news is, regardless of what speed bumps and roadblocks we have that come up, you still made a fantastic decision. And so we just know that if we ever have to get out this deal and get to another deal, what's it going to cost you? More or less? More money. Every day costs you more money. And so we lock this up. We want to do everything we can to get to this finish line successfully. It's going to be an emotional battle. 
There's going to be ups and downs, but I guarantee you one thing is going to be worth it. Okay? And you're going to pre-frame them. That little shit doesn't matter. In markets, other than here, you have people paying millions of dollars over asking price, literally. Multiple offers still. And so you're going to say, hey, in this situation, we have four offers in the property. We got it. You know, you may feel like you're paying a little more, but here's the thing. You made a fantastic decision. And the reality of the market is we have to get out of this one, get to those and cost you a whole lot more money. Are you guys with me on this? Now, I have to do this at the beginning. Why? If I do it any other time in the process, it's going to feel like a sales pitch, and they're going to think I'm only saying that to try to keep them in the deal. Right. And once again, when I tell them the information up front, it makes a much bigger impact when it actually happens. You know why? I've already triggered that reticular activator in their brain to say, hey, look, don't worry when small shit comes up. Now, what's the best way for me to be able to lock all these in with people? Third-party stories, super important. Third-party stories needs to be a mastery here. Why is that? I'm going to talk about dumbass people who make dumbass decisions. In a way, but I'm basically saying, hey, look, you're a dumbass if you do this by saying this third-party story. Of other dumbass people we've had that made dumbass decisions. Right? Very important. Because I can tell you things are stupid without you being that person by using a third-party story. Okay? We have enough of these things happen here. There's a lot of deals that blow up. That's why it's important to share some on Thursdays and certain things that we can understand. Hey, look, how this other guy made a massive mistake. They got triggered with some small thing in the home inspection. They got all these crazy stories in their head that the, guy, the seller's trying to get over on them. They're worried about a, a, a thing around the bottom of the house. What was your thing they had there trying to get done? I don't know. The, the underpinning on the house. They fought over $5,000. They backed out the deal, ended up paying $20,000 more on something else. Why is that? Because they're stubborn and they got emotional in the process. Yeah. Third-party stories make a big, big, big difference in this scenario. Box number two, what's important? What makes or breaks deals? Well, the second piece that's really the most important that makes or breaks deals. Energy. Why? I watch agents every week in here. Then the smallest thing happen, what do they do? Oh, 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 all morning from 9 o'clock until 12 o'clock, what are they doing? Oh, oh, God. Oh, oh, man. Oh, God. Dude, they sent a pizza to my lady with, a, with some peppers on it. Oh, my God. He comes to my office. Everybody, right? This is what y'all do, right? Oh, God. Man. Oh, you know, they had this home inspection. Oh, my God. And then what happens is your energy is really doing what? It's moving to your people and it's causing deals to blow up. Why? It triggers their fear in the back of their mind that they have to pump the brakes on. It's primal. It's primal. Like we talked about, subconsciously, they're reading you at all times. They're reading your tonality. They're reading your energy. They're reading the way you look. Right? They can hear it in your voice a lot of times. And so, I must make sure I manage my energy at all times. No matter what happens, anytime the deal, what happens? What do I say? No big deal. No big deal. Right? So, I must maintain the first most important piece, which is? Certainty. Certainty sells more than anything else in the process. They need your certainty to get to the finish line successfully. They're scared and they think that everyone's trying to get one over on them. Sellers are the same exact way. Oh, this buyer's trying to pull something. You know, oh, they're pulling something. I know it. They're talking to our neighbors, right? They're trying to pull something. They're trying to get one over on us, right? 
So at that point, what do you got to do? You have to maintain massive certainty. Now, if I don't have any pending deals and I try to hold it together, what happens though? You think you're holding together, but you're not. You have to be extra careful to maintain massive, massive certainty here. Whatever you got to do, walk outside, do a lap around the building, whatever you got to do to get in that zone to have that, hey, just had this call, lender needs X, Y, Z, no big deal, right? Just got the inspection back, no big deal, whatever it is. Second piece, I must manage the energy of their emotion. What do you think that means? Why is the emotion piece on here? They're going to be a roller coaster the entire time it goes under contract until it closes. One, they think it's not possible. Number two, they think something bad's going to happen. Right? It was a great example of this. He bought his first house, and what did he do? He asked everybody in the office 55 times if it was a good deal or not. Then he questioned himself, then he got worried, then he thought the builder was screwing him over on the way there. Meanwhile, he does this all day, every day. Exactly what I did. Did the same thing. <laughs> right? Why? Everyone does it. But what happens is we get so numb to it that we don't actually understand and tap into their emotion to help make sure we manage that. So when I listen, I'm not listening to what they're saying word-wise. I listen to the energy, the emotion, the fear, and I'm trying to understand their brain, what's going on, so I can help really head this off before it becomes an issue. Second piece. Also tied to that is I must understand their stories. Now I must manage those stories with my energy. The reason I put these two in here, energy, I need you all to be hyper aware. I'm going to write a hyper right here. Put it in your notes. Hyper aware. So I'm listening what? Two and three layers deep. What are they saying that they're not saying? What is this thing they're making a claim about really saying underneath? I always see this all the time. When people say things, oh, you know, you know, what's, they tell me, well, this is the reason. It doesn't make sense. And I always ask them, what's the real reason? Do you know that? Most of the time, the agents don't know the real reason. Well, I don't know. They told me it's just this. Well, that's not the real reason. That's the story they're telling you. Right? What's the emotion that's stopping them from where they want to be? Very important. I'm going to teach on this in a few minutes, the second piece of the training. Now, I'm managing these emotions and managing stories. I have to understand the energy. What do you think the last piece of this is? Collision. I have to collide fast and hard. To what? Their stories immediately, very quickly. Hey, well, let's get real clear. That's so, that's not necessarily the case. I do this all the time, all day, every day. That's not what the seller's not trying to screw you over. They're just trying to get a closing table to protect themselves. So this is an emotional transaction. Let's keep focused on the outcome, which is for us to get to that finish line. Don't get overworked. Say, hey, look, Patrick, this is just like my other client, your mom, my other client, Sally. She got so emotional and so worked over little things that didn't really matter, she freaked herself out. She made a bad decision and backed out the deal. Right now, she'd be worth about $50,000 more if she would have stayed in it. Whatever your story is that you have that's a real story. Right? We all have people who backed out and made a decision. Oh, now she backed out. Guess what? Now she's priced out of the market, can't buy anything. We all have people like that right now. But if somebody had the guts to collide with them, they wouldn't have backed out and they'd actually still be buying something right now. So this is the part where I have to understand and identify fantasy and take them to fact. I must take fantasy and take them to fact. So I have to be sniffing out fantasy. What do you think that means, sniffing out fantasy? 
Yes, the minute I hear it, my, my antennas go up and I attack it. This is very important. Weak people have deals that fall through. Exponentially. Why is that? Because people who are the backbone, who are strong, attack that hard and early, and they cut it off before it gets too big. The fear is a cancer as well. The more the fear gets to live, the bigger the fear gets, the more chance the deal is going to fall through, and they're going to make a bad decision. We can all agree that we all make bad decisions when we have fear. Right? My job is to manage that and make sure I keep them out of fear. They get into fear by emotions and stories, just like here. One person says a negative thing, another person says a negative thing. All of a sudden, these crazy stories go, and two weeks later, it's just like, what the hell planet are we on? Right? It's the same thing that they deal with, but they don't have anybody around them positive except you, most cases. Their friends back home say, oh, you paid too much for that. That's a bad decision. Right? Whatever it is, you've got to be on top of that. You guys with me on that?